Welcome to episode 121 of the Unraveling Technology Podcast. It's me, Joe Tonks, joined as ever by David Johnson and Adam Willerton. Thrillerton over to my to my right. Me and David were saying we're gonna we should have sprung on you a kind of surprise segment, like new segment of the show. Go Just on. tossed it to you. Right, we're throwing it over to Thrillerton yeah. for his... It's time for Thrillerton's Corner. Adam, what you got for us? <laughs> well, and then I would just have nothing. Just, I don't know, you'd have a, a meme or something interesting you saw on the way into work or... Beca- right. Because we're live and you couldn't possibly, like, pause and edit this, you'd be thrown into <laughs> yeah. a panic by us, you know, <laughs> chucking the... Uh... I'm trying to think if I've got any, anything meme-worthy now, though. I don't think I have. Anecdotes. We just had to so. take shelter in Tesco for a few minutes, didn't you? Yeah, but that's not we're really technology We're running technology 10 minutes related, behind because Adam's shoes got wet. We had to wait for the weather to abate. You've got your attitude today, stinks, Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll He's wear. just bitter about the tea. Yeah, yeah. much La- like the tea. Much yeah. like the tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll calm down, I'll calm down. I never asked you, Adam, did you see the, the, um, the painting that I did? No. My Bob Ross ones. Oh, no, I did, yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, sorry. I didn't actually see the paintings as such. Oh, yeah, you won't be able to, will you? No. Yeah, because Facebook free. Like yeah. a week and counting. He's not even shaking. <laughs> I've not deleted my data yet. Still hanging on to that for another couple of weeks. What did you say? It's 30 days before they purge you properly. Yeah, I can change my mind in these 30 days and reinstate my account otherwise they delete everything except i'm not convinced that they do delete everything oh no that'd be too easy do they are they doing some kind of aggressive reach out to you are you getting emails or notifications i also kind of expected that if say you searched me on facebook i'd still show up but Mm. it would have some message and be like David has closed his account. (laughs) Click here to send a message to David asking him to come back to Facebook. But no, No. I'm I'm gone, apparently. fully removed you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's good. Yeah, that's more thorough than I would have expected. I deleted the the Messenger app off my phone today. Oh, did you? Yeah. You did a thing a day? No, I just hadn't got around to it. And then I was looking at my phone and went, oh, oh yeah, that's still there. I wonder what happens if I tap on it. Oh, it signs me out and asks me to sign back in again. That makes sense. Well, yeah. I'll delete that then. Great. What are you going to do if uh, WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger and all that? So that's, Instagram? that's literally the day that I finally got around to yeah. deleting my account was that announcement that they're going to... That's the aggressive stance that they've taken, David. Merge Facebook. Yeah, that's how they're trying to get me back. Code red, David Johnson's left, right, merge the platforms. (laughs) Just a big merge button on the wall. (laughs) Yeah, what is it? It's Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp and Instagram. Instagram, Yeah, Mm. They're going to bring all those messaging platforms together so that you'll be able to message across them. In fact, I was I, reading. Uh, I was reading an article today. Actually, um, Facebook because in um, in Germany, they've been ordered by the the German Competition Authority that they're not allowed to combine users' data between their Facebook account and 
Instagram and WhatsApp. They right. promised that they wouldn't when they bought WhatsApp, certainly. Yeah. Then a couple of years later, they started trying to, and then there was a bit of an outcry, and they said, okay, we're not going to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. But they really, really want to. That's kind of why they bought WhatsApp, is they want that data. Yeah. I don't know. It. it I'm waiting to see what that looks like, because that's still a number of years away, I think, from just a technological point they're all completely separate programs with completely separate back ends and they want to move them all into the same all running on the same code base and same platform and but as independent apps or as one big homogenized one? well the the idea would be i think one that they're only really maintaining one set of code mm. so they're not having three separate teams running three separate programs it's all kind of the same thing just maybe branded i'd I'm, Maybe they'll bring the branding all together. Yeah, yeah. But like a Finstagrap. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, we can workshop it, but... Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. Either they're just going to merge them all into one thing and it will just be Messenger, you know, 2.0. Mm. Now, mm. now with all of your friends from all of your networks. Or it will remain as three separate apps in name but it will just be oh from whatsapp i can send a message to somebody i know on instagram even though i don't have their phone number okay that kind of deal so depending what it looks like if if it stays at the point where all they all the details that whatsapp have on me basically as far as i'm aware is my phone number uh my list of contacts and uh, like any you know, name and bio information I put into the program, mm. I think There's, they might have scraped some more. I'm going to pretend that I know what I'm talking about here, but isn't WhatsApp's thing that it's end-to-end encrypted? Yes. So if that stays, and I think Messenger is as well. Is it? I don't I was, know that's going to be my next question. Don't know about Instagram, uh, but yeah, they brought that into Messenger. So in theory, Facebook can't read any of your messages um, that you send through WhatsApp. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if they if they are going to change that at some point in the future. You'd hope not, because that's one of the principal selling points of WhatsApp is yeah. the end to end encrypted. So they can't they can't read the contents of my messages at the moment. They identify me based on a f- a phone number, and that's about it. You're just a number to them. Yeah, well, I don't need like an email address. So it's not linking my phone number with my email address, which they then have also used to link all of my web access with. So what is what is the selling point of WhatsApp then for, like how do they make money? Because there's no adverts. They've stopped charging the yearly subscription fee for it. Well, that's, that's why I think Facebook is so yeah, exactly, adamant that yeah. they're trying to move all of that, pull all of that data into, you know, not treat it as a separate company, but merge it with all of the rest of the data warehouse that they've got. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how WhatsApp is making any money. Yeah. Selling sticker packs, maybe. Maybe. Movie can you time. buy sticker packs in WhatsApp? I think you can. You know? Like, who would need to if you've got, you know, yeah. Giphy integration? You can just post a random GIF instead See, if of... I go, if I go on WhatsApp now, I, I want to contribute to this fantastic app. But it's making my ability to share messages and memes with my friends so simple. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem to have any kind of because that that used to be the model. They were the original founders of WhatsApp were very anti 
advertising because mm. it would be pretty easy to just stick an advert at the bottom of the app, but yeah. they didn't want to do that. Everybody else was doing that. They didn't want to do that. So the original model was, what was it? Something like you could use it for a year and then after a year it would start charging you or something like that. Yeah, it was, you got, you got a year free, I think. And then you had to pay 69 pence a year. Yeah. Which is nothing. No, no. Like that is, that's buying an app a year in the old, you know, iPhone when apps were 69 pence. Mm. I'm just having, having a look for it in their FAQ. I was just searching for like pay or money or anything like that. And all I've got is, is it free to send messages over WhatsApp? It says it uses your phone's internet connection to send and receive messages. You don't have to pay for every message as long as you haven't exceeded your data limit. So basically, yeah, it's the use your 3G. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't say basically Facebook bought WhatsApp, uh, but then they got rid of the whole, you know, you, you get it free for a year and then you start paying for it. They just made it free. But they don't have hosting they, costs or anything, do they? Well, they're, they're going to have to run servers to provide the back end of WhatsApp. You know, like your messages are encrypted on your phone and then sent encrypted, but through their servers. Oh, yeah, that's So right. there is that's still infrastructure the there. Isn't it? It's not like it's completely free, direct point to point running just off your phones hmm. um but yeah i'd they basically they've they've got no way that i can see that they're making money off it so they are frantically trying to <clears throat> make money the way that facebook makes money which is by harvesting as much data out of things as they possibly can and oh that's a fantastic segue into our first story it's about facebook Making money by harvesting data. Old-fashioned way. So we did talk about on the podcast a while back about the protect option that people found embedded in the Facebook app. So on mobile, if you go into the settings, there was a little picture of a shield, and I think it said protect. And when you clicked it, it took you to a third-party non-Facebook or apparently non-Facebook affiliated VPN client that you could download that was absolutely free. You know, protect yourself from, you know, encrypt all your data, protect yourself from the government or whatever you want. But uh, I think there was something about the parent company being owned by Facebook or essentially you were encrypting all of your data, but it was being run through a third party that Facebook had access to. It was a VPN, basically. Mm. Yeah. It was, what was it called? A Novo or something like that. Yeah, that's um, right. And yeah, and, and the the usual reason you'd use a VPN is to encrypt all of your data so that it just goes direct between you and the VPN provider and people like your ISP and so on who sat in the middle can't see what you're doing. Mm. And then the VPN provider talks to the websites so the websites don't know where the traffic originated from. Yeah. So you usually use it when you're either transmitting sensitive data or you want to hide information about who you are or where you're coming from but yeah in this case you were routing all of your traffic through facebook and facebook was sitting there looking at all the traffic that you would you know you were sending and receiving and then using that to make business decisions about what the kids are into these days and mm. so on uh yeah and that that didn't go down very well that got kicked off the uh apple um iTunes store. That's right. So Facebook learned their lesson and I don't think they've done anything like that since. Oh wait, no, actually. So what they did next was they 
I know I don't have a lot of details on this research app. I think you've done a bit more reading on this than me, David. Yeah. But essentially Apple, when you're developing apps for Apple, they'll give you or they'll give certain people this Apple uh, internal enterprise certificate, which allows you to run apps on uh, on Apple iPhones or iDevices that are not, that do not have to be downloaded through the app store. So they can be downloaded directly to your phone without having Apple there as a mediator. So here's, here's the scenario. Like normally your, your iPhone, Joe, Mine. you can't install any programs on it that don't come from the iTunes store. Yeah. Like that's, I, I can, by default on my Android phone, I can't do that either. I have to get everything through the Play Store. I can go in and flip a switch that lets, me, box, you, yeah. that lets me download potentially unsafe apps from the web. You don't have that option on mm. uh, on Apple because Apple... Apple either, know what's best for like, me. They know what's best for you. They want to keep you safe. They want to make sure that every program that you run has been vetted uh, and made sure that it is, you know, safe Um or arguably they want to, you know, keep a hand on the reins and make sure they're getting a cut of anything that gets sold for you to run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, supposing you are either you're a developer and you're making a, a new version of a program or making a new program even, you need to test it on a bunch of devices uh, to make sure it's working. It's not ready for prime time. You can't put it in the iTunes store yet because it's not finished, but you need to test it. So the way that you test it is you apply for and get given this enterprise certificate. When you install this enterprise certificate on some iPhones, those iPhones will then be able to download apps that have been signed with the same enterprise certificate. So Joe Tonks Productions is is making a new iTunes, you know, a, a new Apple app you get your Joe Tonks Productions Enterprise Certificate. You install that on, you know, my my uh, iPhone because I'm working for you. And then I can download your app that you've also signed with the same certificate and my phone will let me install that. Yeah. And then the other scenario is that if you are, say, a big corporation or maybe even a small small business, I yeah. guess, you, you're wanting to build a bunch of internal apps that you want your... Um, your staff to be using so uh i suppose like point of sale systems things like that so when you go to the apple store and you wanted a refund or to get you know they'll pull out their iphone their um, ipads and do all crazy stuff on an app and you think what is that app but you can't get it it's like an internally signed that's not in the itunes store that is something they've developed in-house and then again have used these certificates to sign that uh, and allow their uh, staff to download it like museums there's like when we went to bletchley park recently they give you an ipod and it's got an app on it that's specifically designed for bletchley park that's some kind of self-signed or you know in-house developed in-house thing yeah. yeah so so that's the point of these certificates is that it lets you bypass the usual app store process you don't have to put something up on the app store being public you also don't have to go through the whole apple vetting system where they you know take a look at your app and make sure it's not breaking any of their rules before they'll even list it 
in the app store you can just essentially do what you want and build what you want mm. uh, but you are kind of registered as being a developer and the the limitation or one of the limitations of you being allowed to do this is that you are supposed to be doing it inside your own company so you're producing an app for people who work for you yeah. uh, either as testers of something that you're building or as you know staff who are using an internal app that is specifically for your company i hadn't heard this term is it dog fooding before yeah you see that? <laughs> you heard that adam no it sounds worse than it is okay now, dog fooding is just when you kind of use your own product. So the tech world, say Facebook employees using Facebook. And, you know, it's kind of the idea being that you, by using your own product, you work out the bugs, things like that. Right. It's It makes sense if you think about it. If, you, if you're Facebook, you are employing, I don't know how many, like tens to hundreds of thousands of people, I guess, around the world, it makes sense to give those people the latest version of Facebook before you actually push it out to the app store because that's a big group of people. If they find some big bug in it and tell you, then you've saved a bunch of face because the general public didn't find it. Plus you could spin it as a perk of work in there, get access to the exclusive new features of Facebook. Make, yeah. make your voice heard tell us what you think about our new features yeah i found that on facebook at the moment you know you've got the little icons across the bottom they used to be like no friends. joe i don't know oh, well, I'll, I'll just turn away and talk directly to adam <laughs> so it used to be like you have the friends one the notification one the messenger one i don't know what any of those buttons do anymore no i know the one on the far left gets me to the news feed and the notification one is over somewhere on the right but they're constantly in flux and moving and occasionally flashing at me yeah um yeah sorry all of this all of this background to say you're supposed to use these certificates to develop internal programs mm -hmm. but what facebook got caught doing is they used one of these certificates to bypass the restrictions of the app store yeah. and create this app called facebook research which they then distributed to members of the general public and installed on their iphones and basically paid them i think up to 20 dollars in yeah. gift cards in order to have this installed uh, on their phone for a month. Yeah, as if it months. wasn't bad enough, they're basically also going outside the app store to sell a product. Yeah. Which Apple get very upset about that. Yeah, not keen on that. It's the same reason that you can't buy Kindle books on the Amazon app. You have to buy Kindle books through iTunes. Yeah, it's because you can't. You can't purchase something on an iPhone and then use use it on the same device. It's like you can't buy audiobooks, you can't buy whatever. Yeah. But uh, this this Facebook research app is if it's not a reskinned Anovo VPN, it's apparently shares quite a few bits of code with it, mm. although Facebook have denied that it's anything to do with the the VPN. Um, and it basically sits there and does what the VPN does, but a bit more obviously uh, in that it, it specifically says it's going to be sitting there monitoring your internet usage and the apps that you launch and the pages you visit and all of that and reports reports all of that back to Facebook. So I guess, you know, it's it's less sinister than a, you know, 
a, a, an app that is marketed as protecting you that siphons mm, off yeah. your data. It, at least it's more upfront about what it's doing. But the big news news headline thing was that among the people that it was targeting were teenagers. So they had, I think, I think it was about five percent of the people that had this app installed were, you know, thirteen years and up. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's yeah. A, you need a, to a thirteen year old to sign up for Twitter and stuff, don't you? So there's yeah. probably some. A 13-year-old's able to make, you know, decisions about their data and whether or not they want to be sending that to Facebook. And mm-hmm. Facebook say, oh, well, we got signed permission forms, which apparently was just a screen that you could click through. Yeah, right. So how do they get the gift cards? Was I it guess like, just like, an address. Like gift know. card in a hand. There you go. What do you like? We've got Pizza Express. We've got Waterstones. <laughs> Give you an iTunes gift card. <laughs> oh, man. Do they do Facebook gift cards? Because Facebook does have a do. marketplace, I doesn't think it? they do, yeah. Oh, that would be no. awful, wouldn't it? Let me double, let me double check that, but I think so Like can. Farmville credit and things like that. <laughs> do people still play Farmville? I don't know. Um, there must be somebody. Yeah. Somebody yeah. still toiling away on the farm. I think so. Do you remember there was that thing not long ago as well where um, Uber got themselves into similar hot water because of that whole thing where they'd managed to track iPhones to their users through their app or whatever? They had a, an, an app called Greyball, didn't they? Mm. That was like, uh, I don't know whether this was ever proved or what, but the the rumour was that it was being used to kind of figure out particular well they had a a couple of things didn't they they had god mode which was like a big interactive screen where they could track all their users and see where they all were Mm. Uh, and then they had this gray ball thing where they could basically it was built around trying to to detect uh auditors for instance um people who might be trying to you know monitor the drivers like figure out whether or not they you know, have got the right paperwork and stuff or mm. trying to work out what exactly Uber were doing and it would just kind of, you know, use various techniques to figure out whether a person was likely to be an official as opposed to a member of the public oh, yeah, and then would just right. refuse to give them rides if it thought that they were. I don't know if this is the same thing. This is from a couple of years ago, but um, they Tim Cook threatened to have the Uber iPhone app removed from the app store because I think it was 2015 because they'd found a way to identify individual iPhones even when the app was taken off the phones. Oh yeah, that's yeah, I remember that one. Which as well. is which is not great, but on top of that, they geofenced the app. So if anyone was look, if anyone at Apple, you know, at Cupertino was looking at the app trying to determine if it was fit to go on the store, the app was geofenced and for the, for the layman. Uh, Adam, geofencing is like where you... <laughs> I know what geofencing is, Okay, Joe. well, they geofenced around the, the Apple HQ so that the app behaved differently when people were looking at internally at Apple so they wouldn't see this thing that it was doing. Yeah, that's pretty mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty mad. But anyway, Facebook, yeah, yeah with their um, certificate. TechCrunch broke, broke the news mm-hmm. that Facebook were... What yeah. a scoop. Yeah, 
we're we're launching this app. We're targeting teens and slurping up all of their internet data. Uh, and Apple's response was to pull the enterprise uh, certificate that they'd given Facebook, mm. which they had used to build basically every every new version of you know all of their Facebook and Messenger and all of their kind of internal apps, all the stuff that the staff internally at Facebook were testing, the latest and greatest version coming mm-hmm. soon plus a bunch of internal uh programs that they just generally used on iphones to like access i think it's like cafe menus and things yeah yeah what are, what the hot dishes of the day things like that <laughs> they basically and, broke everything that was running on an iphone yeah <laughs> which is kind of if if there was anyone smaller than google i mean than facebook it's You'd expect them to get banned from the store or something, like have their developer license revoked. There was definitely some commentary on this about the audacity of Facebook to think that they would be able to get away with this. Yeah. But I, then w- the- <laughs> I would be remiss in not pointing out that, you know, twenty foot less than 24 hours later it came out that Google was also doing exactly the same thing and also got their enterprise certificate revoked. Oh, did they? Yeah. So oh, they- that I did not know. Yeah, so they had a um, an app called Screenwise Meter that, again, does exactly the same thing, sits and monitors your internet access on your phone, uh, sends that traffic to Google for analysis and pays you in gift cards. Mm. Uh, and they were also bypassing the, the iTunes store because iTunes store says you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Uh, so they were using their own enterprise certificate. They... I think came clean and said, uh, actually, we're doing this as well um, and cancelled the program and deleted it. They That didn't protect them from getting their certificates revoked as well. So it's like an internal app that they use that you can use to uh, book shuttles between the different buildings in the Google campus that stopped break that stopped working as well. And sure. all of their latest versions of everything on Apple. Um apparently got restored a bit quicker than facebook's did right okay um yeah so not just facebook that's guilty of this yeah still pretty bad and yeah could have definitely could have and perhaps should have been worse for them so here's here's the question like so I, i assume i don't know that we're all fairly creeped out by the idea that facebook is you know wanting to install this program that will monitor everything you're doing on your phone um like whether you agree with that or not i mean they're being upfront about it which is something you're going to ask at what point it would make monetary sense no what what i'm going to ask is how you feel about the fact that apple can just kind of yank a certificate like that and you know break a company for a day until because mm. they wouldn't have been able to develop anything internally or like test anything internally mm. uh while that certificate was gone so it does kind of it it kind of puts the brakes on a big massive corporation for as long as it takes to and like oh. and apple didn't have to give them a certificate back again yeah. like you could imagine they'd be like you know you know, you, you breach the terms of our conditions you're specifically not allowed to use the certificate for the general public. You did that. Now you don't get one. Mm. And then, you know, there'd be no Facebook on Apple. 
Yeah, that relationship goes both ways, though. Mm. I think it really does. Yeah, because if yours is the the phone that doesn't have Facebook on it, although to a growing number of people, that's not going to be a concern. There's probably a very big user base that I don't know. Like maybe Instagram's more of a a problem nowadays. It could be. Oh yeah, I suppose because I'm assuming Instagram to an extent was affected. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's going to be also bad. I mean, I mean, I don't use Instagram or Facebook very much, but <clears throat> that'd sway my opinion. So, I don't know. I mean, a question about whether that's too much power, whether it's too much power for a company to have to be able to essentially bring another company to its knees by clicking disable on a certificate. I, I don't know. We're kind of getting to this point, and I always think this when I buy video games online these days where you know i'm just buying a license for something that could be revoked in the future yeah everyone says this company is not going to go belly up anytime soon who knows you know mm. that's digital stuff for you isn't it yeah so i suppose that's why competition and things like that are good so you can you've got different avenues to go down but it kind of it depends how you view your phone i guess mm. um like are you are you viewing it as this device that you have purchased that you you know is a computer that you want to run programs on and you can you see that as I should be able to run what I like and I should you know companies should be able to build a program that will run on my my phone and I want to be able to run that and I want to be the person that makes the decision as to whether I install it or not. Mm. Or do you see it as kind of a, I'm buying into an Apple ecosystem where that is heavily guarded in order yeah. to maintain a level of quality. And I am happy to trust Apple to make that decision. And I'm happy to take their kind of say on whether or not something should be available. Yeah, I mean... It's Apple. You can't know what you're getting into. Yeah. For most people, that's not going to be a concern. In this case, this is not a concern for most people. I'm I'm split on all of this stuff because, like, I I don't like the the closed wall garden of Apple. Mm. I don't like how you kind of if you start buying into the Apple ecosystem, then you are stuck there and getting out again is you know, oh, I can't I can't switch. My phone These walls from are too iPhone. slippy. I can't yeah, climb out. Like all, all my music's in iTunes, so I can't leave. I can't get an Android device because then I can't listen to any of my music. I'm stuck, that kind of attitude. But at the same time, they are very... I, I'm consistently impressed with their attitude towards security mm. uh, and how they would, you know, make it at least a, a show for a day of clamping down on this kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Adam, final say? Um, yeah, I Sat don't know. there with your Apple earpods in? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think if uh, Facebook have obviously benefiting by being on Apple Store and they've, they knowingly broke the rules, so... Yeah, I don't think it's a moral grey area. Yeah. They have a right to revoke it, and I don't think Facebook's got a leg to stand on to argue otherwise. The the one argument, I guess, is we were paying these people, so they're kind of employees. I don't no. think that stands <laughs> up because, one, you're paying them in gift cards, and two, they're really not employees. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you paid them the minimum wage in gift cards. But even then, Facebook gift cards... Did you find out? Is there a Facebook? Yeah, there, there is, yeah. 
It's really depressing. I'm sure I've seen it in like Sainsbury's, you know, like the yeah, gift cards. Yeah, I'm I sure think I've I have it. as well. What which uh, which gift card would you like to be paid in? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one of those. Well, Amazon, probably. Yeah, Basically, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazon. That, that's Amazon. a nice company, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like Amazon. <laughs> They've <laughs> never done anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Definitely aren't some morally grey <laughs> breach of employees' rights. And <laughs> so my next my next story was about the 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 Super Bowl, the the egg tossing uh championships. Mm. And uh <laughs> one of the things I've got just talking about Amazon on there is so it costs about four million dollars for a thirty second commercial or ad or adverts at the Super Bowl. Decent. Okay, you got a lot of eyes on it and it's kind of become it's kind of become one of one of the things, isn't it? So you've got some some prime egg tossing in there, but also <laughs> one thing that gets talked about a lot is the adverts in the halftime show. Yeah. Like to the to us who have no interest in it. Well, I, I'm speaking on behalf of me. Do you know? Do you know who won the Super Bowl? The uh, Red I, Sox. I, I, <laughs> that's baseball. But was it the Patriots? Yeah, it is the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, but that's nice. the point, isn't it? We're talking about the adverts, but not about who won the. Yeah. Won it. From what I understand, it was a fairly um, lackluster game. Yeah, a little bit boring. It's American football, isn't it? It's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I so. It only runs for 80 minutes. I mean, yeah. how, how bad could it be? The best stuff happens in the last 10 minutes. So no, that. <laughs> no, all I mostly heard about was how some people wanted to play a SpongeBob SquarePants song or something. What? Did you hear about that? I did hear about that vaguely. Yeah. And I kind of saw some memes about it and inferred what may or may not have happened. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's something like there's a, there's a, I don't even know the SpongeBob like episode it's referencing yeah. there's some episode about where they're going to play some song and squidward thinks it's all going to be terrible but then it's actually fine and mm. there was some allusion to maybe this song would get played at the super bowl but then it didn't get played and then people were memeing about it and saying hey we just lived the alternate timeline where squidward was right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hang on. So, Sweet, Sweet Victory was the name of the song. Yeah. Popular rock ballad performed by David Glenn Isley. Um, da, da, da. It was used in the episode Band Geeks during the Bubble Bowl. Um, yeah, it's got some lyrics. Da, da, da. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I think they were going to play this song and then they only played five seconds of it before switching to whoever Something the else. Yeah. And everyone, everyone was was very upset because they expected them to play the entire song. And nobody cares about the song, but people care about SpongeBob. Is mm. is what I gathered from my at least the corners of the internet that I visit. Yes, and you've got this. Uh, this was all following the death of Stephen Hillenburg. Who oh, that's true. Yeah, was uh, I think he created SpongeBob SquarePants, yes. didn't he? So I think everyone was looking to the next Super Bowl after his death is kind of like, or well, they were using that as ammunition. It's like, well, if there was ever a time, now's the time kind of thing. Mm. If, yeah, internet drama. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, mostly people like a, a good advert. And uh, I found a couple of articles. There were quite a few actually saying that the Super Bowl ads this year were kind of very robot and AI heavy. Um, neither of you have seen them. 
<laughs> so my whole bit is ruined pretty much. Yeah. Uh, would you like to describe some to us? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the first one was for a company called TurboTax. From what I can figure out, TurboTax do some, some kind of finances and refunds company. Didn't really drill down into them, but their advert was pretty wild. So it's, it starts with a, a guy in his garage. He's assembled a robo child. It's like this robot with a, with a horrific, like, you know, like plasticky child's Doll's face. face. Yeah. Um, who gets asked what he wants to be when he grows up. And this robot says, I want to be a, a TurboTax CPA, which is some kind of agent for this refund a live, company. A live CPA. A live CPA, yeah. He wants to help the the people get the best refund. Yeah, don't we all? But he's told, I'm sorry, robot, you can never be a TurboTax live CPA because you do not have the emotional range necessary because you are a robot and therefore <laughs> inferior to our, 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 our human beings who are doing good work over as live CPAs. Um, and yeah, just kind of gets shouted down. Oh, right, so really... they're saying that they don't use AI on calls or whatever. Yeah, because, you know, AI's just not there yet. Yeah. So, you know, essentially it's advocating for not giving jobs to robots, yeah. which I think is very kind of... In, in fact, if there's a through line, that's probably it, because I'm trying to get my head around why there's so much AI-heavy, robot-heavy uh, subject matter in these adverts. And I was thinking, what's come out recently... Is that like an iRobot sequel that I forgot? Is it just because of drones? But surely drones, I mean, I don't know. Drones are I mean, they had them last year, didn't they? Was it Katy Perry or Lady Gaga? Someone did some kind of massive drone parade at one of the... Oh, I don't know. You're... One of the Super Bowls? I don't know. They advertised Spyro Reignited with Snoop Dogg and a <laughs> flamethrowing drone that was dressed up like Spyro. Oh, that's wild. What, last year or this year? I don't know. Whenever whenever they were doing the advertising for Spyro Reignited. Was the drone like that weird cat drone? Yes. <laughs> it's the cat with its limbs Like sort of spread-eagled with a limb on each of the quad rotors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But, but it had a flamethrower on it as well, so it breathed fire, and Snoop Dogg was there. And I didn't dream this. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Second... Um, Advert was for Michelob Ultra. This is beer. Michelob? Mich- is it perhaps Michelob? Michelob, perhaps. Another robot one. So this one shows a robot outperforming humans at everyday human tasks. So he runs faster than humans. He can punch a punching bag better than humans. He could he can get, go to a spin class and spin faster than the humans. But then on the way home, he's walking past the bar, peers in bunch of humans in the bar having a lovely drink, having a great time. He's just kind of left there dejected. The whole tagline is, you know, what's the point if you can't enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty weird, isn't it? Again, kind of down on the whole robot thing. Yeah. Um, what else? Next one was a, a kind of like Alexa send up. So it was a Pringles one. So they've, there's a kind of, Couple of guys there playing with Pringles, creating all these little little stacks of different flavored Pringles, and the, the the Alexa chimes in and says something. It's not actually an Alexa, is it? No, it's, it's a, a knockoff. It's like a cheap. It's, yeah. it's a black tube. Yeah, <laughs> but the lights are vertical instead of like a ring around the. China, top. And actually, I can't remember what it says. Do you do you remember what it says? I don't know. I, I've I've it, been sort of watching these with. Uh, 
with subtitles on while you've been going through <laughs> and try and catch up. I don't know. Basically, the, the AI says something to the effect of, oh, you... They, they ask it how many Pringles flavor combinations there are, and it says, you know, like 318,000 or whatever, but mm. then goes into a long monologue about how it will never be able to taste the combinations because it has no hands to stack the Pringles and it has <laughs> yeah. no mouth for which to... And yeah. they cut it off by asking it to play Funky Town. Yeah, and everyone has a laugh. So yeah, there you go. AI is depressing. Ro- um, robots live half lives because they can't <laughs> drink beer or eat Pringles. <laughs> yeah, uh, makes you wonder who's really living the half life. <laughs> this next one might be my favourite, uh, just for the sheer hypocrisy of it. So it was called Simply Safe. Simply right, Safe. So. Simply Safe. It's a security company. This one's got a good habit. So it's a guy. He wakes up, picks up the newspaper. It says today is worse than yesterday on it or something to that effect. He tries to, he's trying to mow the garden and there's people stood there on their phones all saying, oh, so-and-so on Facebook says there's like a stalker on the loose. He then goes to a a baseball game and everyone's talking about how robots are going to be stealing their jobs in five years and he turns around and there's a a robot sat behind him wearing a, a baseball cap and stuff like that or they talk about drones he's in his garden and there's a drone and it's watching him and then someone mentions porch pirates to him porch pirates are you familiar with this term adam no so i didn't realize it was such a big thing but apparently it is i don't know if it's just more of an american thing. i think it probably is more american thing so when you order something to your house on amazon uh, like big box that won't fit in your oh, right. mailbox. They just leave it on the porch and then on the porch people and just come people and rock up and they grab them. Right, and okay. Off with them. Sidebar, did you see the video oh, around Christmas? I had, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I don't know if this is your segue, but... No, it's not a segue, but I'll, yeah, I'd like, it. I'll, I'd I'll, like yeah. to give it some oxygen. So there's a video that was put out by a, it's like a former NASA guy or something. Mm. I don't know. He does you does youtube videos he built this over in his own words like o- massively over engineered uh system to kind of deter porch pirates and it had like th- four mobile phones in it it's a box that was supposed to look like a like some kind of apple product i can't remember yeah, like i think a, it was an air or what do they call this their sonos equivalent like an air pod who's apple yeah apple yeah. they've got their own big expensive Basically, uh, it's not AirPods, is it? No, no but yeah, their their speaker. So it's a it's a box that's supposed to look about that size, mm. but it was it had these four phones in, uh, a bunch of batteries to charge the phones, and the phones would be like they would detect motion and then wake up and start recording. Um, they kind of got like two way, um, like one sorry one way mirror on the uh, on the box that they'd be recording the outside when when it detected the box being lifted up and then there was a um glitter cannon inside it um and also like a fart spray like very strong fart spray so when you when the box gets stolen uh immediately off the porch immediately the phones are tracking it in gps and and recording video of the people who are stealing it, and then also recording the video of when they open up the box, which sets off the glitter cannon, fires all of this very fine glitter all over the room, uh, and then every 30 seconds blasts another spray of this fart spray. <laughs> um, it was a great video. Did you see the fallout of this video? I, thought I saw someone, because it's kind of a montage of uh, 
of him of, of people getting got by this thing because I think they they tend to experience it you know get, mm. get glitter everywhere and then either chuck then it chuck in it their bin window. or throw it they open it in their car and then chuck it out the window mm. um, or whatever so he managed to the whole retrieve idea of the GPS times. was that he'd be able to go retrieve it and reuse it mm. but um, I think is it was one of them fabricated it came out yes so the story the story is that he lent it to one of his neighbors um who'd been having trouble with packages taken off her porch uh, and so some of the footage he used was supposedly of someone stealing it off his neighbor's porch mm. uh and it then came out that actually that footage was fake because it was actually somebody the neighbor knew so they got I don't know whether they knew about it or not, but they got convinced somebody to come and pretend to steal this package and open it up and then they filmed the reaction. And then that, apparently unknown to the guy who, you know, originally built the thing, mm. that footage then got incorporated and shown as real, you know, somebody really stealing this. But then I did go down, there was a bit of a image of thread oh, right. where people were kind of being full-on internet detectives like oh no you know, people on reddit with too Not much again. time do where they're going like oh well this this car uh you see this like car pull up and this guy who with blurred face get out and pick up the box uh but this car it's got like this sticker on it here and it's got this identifying feature and so on um and then if you go bring up the google maps um and go and look at the guy who built this thing if you go look at his house and then we pan to the right and oh look there's that car parked outside his neighbor so maybe he is a neighbor maybe everything in this is fabricated maybe nobody actually stole this box he yeah. just got a bunch of people to pick it up and open it which is you know it's theory i don't know a part like, of me thinks can't... it's too perfect a plan to have worked you know you'd, th you'd expect some kind of put some part of the mechanism to fail yeah just never believe anything you see on the internet i just assume everything like that is staged like what either so like the 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 versions of this are either you know everything was real apart from this one bit of video where unbeknownst to him there was a faked bit yeah. his his neighbor's friend picked it up and he thought that footage was real but it wasn't uh, and he's put up a new version of the video without that section okay. in it that segment still um, good or he built this thing and uh was worried that he would never see it ever again if he actually let real people steal it so he just faked the whole thing and you know got all lots of neighbors and friends to pretend to steal it and film their reactions uh, and put that all together <laughs> or maybe off because that's a lot of glitter to get in your car yeah or maybe he built it sat, sat it on his porch and nobody stole it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, maybe. okay well i'm gonna have to get some people to do this i mean I, yeah, I spent so much time and money building this thing i mean it does make it look like there's a proper epidemic of people stealing stuff off other people's uh porches yeah mm. anyway all i have to say that the video goes through all these things I've just checked it it's all fake all oh, of it is it uh Actually, actors and that their reactions were faked. Has oh. he made any comment on this? Uh, yeah, got me. Is, is that? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it that confirmed or is this like uh, internet detectives? Um, other internet detectives. 
as I say, I, I saw this big image of thread where they were pulling apart photos. And he said the glitter bomb itself was legitimate, but that he didn't have enough experience making viral videos. Quote, I know my credibility is sort of shot, but I encourage you to look at the types of videos I've been making for the past seven years. This is my first ever video with some kind of prank and it's pretty removed from my comfort zone. I should have done more full stop. Is that him saying that the whole of it was faked? Because I read the, something said, similar to that based on just a section of the video was fake. This says that actors plural. Here? Okay. Sites uh, that. Uh, Inquisitor. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anything you, you like that. You can't believe anything. Never, I never believe, believe, believe it. Anything. I never believe anything like that. It's too okay. good. Well, wouldn't it be good if it Let's was just true? be entertained. Maybe this is uh, like, uh, you know, people who do non-conventional uh, CVs. Maybe this is his CV to try and get back into NASA or yeah. maybe this is his SpaceX CV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, in the advert, so he goes through all this stuff, the people with the Facebook stalking, the robots stealing the jobs, drones, all that. Anyway, he goes home and uh, his simply safe system is there to, like, lock all the world out and make him safe. But what does he do? He goes and he talks to a little glowy gay eye thing and says, like, oh, secure the house or whatever. And the robot's like, okay, I'll do that. And you think, oh, I'm sorry. But you're going to have a go at everything else and then ask a robot to lock the house down for you. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a good one. And um, yeah, the the other one, the longest one that I saw at one minute 30, which if I'm doing my basic maths, it's about $12 million. Wow. Was a kind of a, it was an advert for Alexa with the Alexa. It's the Alexa infused items that didn't make the cut. So it's saying, oh, we do it. And then it's kind of star studded. So the first one is, oh, we've developed a toothbrush that's got Alexa in it. And it's <clears throat> Forrest Whitaker, like saying to his toothbrush, hey, p- uh, play my audio book. And then he starts cleaning his teeth with it. It gets muffled when he puts it in his mouth. <clears throat> or a dog collar with Alexa in, but the Alexa listens to the dog. So the dog's just like, order food, order food, more food. <laughs> And Harrison Ford, whose dog it is, is getting very frustrated because the dog keeps ordering more food. <clears throat> and then the last one is a jacuzzi. And they're like, hey, jacuzzi, play some music. And it gives you, it gives them this big light and sound show, which, by the way, looks brilliant. But they kind of pitch it as a negative. In the end, it does kind of explode them out of the jacuzzi. But, right. Yeah. And what's There's that for? That's that's for uh, Alexa, Amazon. Oh, Amazon, right. Alexa, same thing. So okay. the, the, the tagline from Slate, who did another article about this in kind of robots, was we fear automation and AI just enough to satirize them. The kind of idea that in our, you know, you keep hearing about how AI is going to come and take your jobs or, you know, the ro- AI is coming the robots are coming whereas the consistent thread with all of these things seems to be ai but it's a bit inept yeah you know look at this stupid robot he could do exercise faster than us but can he enjoy a beer <laughs> you know the robot who can't even get a job doing like doing refund work in the call center or whatever you would need emotional range for that in fairness i bet the sort of people that are calling about refunds are pretty passionate people yeah 
So yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Like you said, like what what's what's the current like zeitgeist? Like what is might be digital assistants. Yeah. I feel like that would be last year's thing. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this Super Bowl was a bit tired. So maybe they just couldn't (laughs) think of anything new. Maybe they've just been around long enough for the advertising companies to go, okay, it's not a flash in the pan. We'll we'll actually address this now. (laughs) We'll address it with some Saki robots. Also, all the robots look the same. (laughs) It's It's like the same. They all look like the ESET man. He said robot. <laughs> That's that is a reference that is not gonna make any sense to anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Including me. I, I only say that because I feel like the ESET robot is the first iteration of like a humanoid robot, I think, that looked like this. That if, I, if I you can pick your Android, just yeah. an, an Android, sort of, you know, metal with sort of glowing blue bits where all its joints are. Right. That, that's how every robot actually looks no no it's the irobot robot wasn't it yeah pretty much yeah no that came first actually but anyway they all look like this <laughs> it's like how aliens all look the same yeah. sunny yeah um so that was adverts there were some good adverts i think apparently ridley scott did one he directed one for turkish airlines he started in advertising he made an advert he made was it adverts I want to say he made adverts before. It might have been music videos, but I think he made adverts before he made no, Alien. No, you're right. He did adverts. I think he did. You buy one, you get one free. I think, <laughs> you I think that was Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're being serious. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. Definitely not. <laughs> it's on the internet. I'll believe it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can go to my Kickstarter if that's all right. A Kickstarter of the week. Yeah. This is a Kickstarter called Arom, A-R-O-M. I don't think this is a great Kickstarter, but it did get me thinking. So it's a, uh, essentially, it's like one of those things, you know, like a um, incense burner or like a glade plug in the wall and it sprays. Um, Glitter and fart. (laughs) (laughs) No, just, just nice, nice smells. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, Aaron, the, the smart the smart scent box and it talks about uh, 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 being used for aromatherapy and and I like this term scent layering <laughs> so the idea was to taken from the page Arom was created to enhance your quality of life. It will add sensory luxuries to your daily routine, which you won't believe you've never lived without. Fragrances fragrances are therapeutic and connect you to the moment by helping you create stronger and more pleasurable memories. Share the scent through Arom's mobile app. So it's kind of like a, you know, air freshener thing, but it's got an app built in. It just looks like a little cube. Right. But I thought this has actually probably got some some good uh could have some potential if you advertise this as like philips hue yeah i was but, just gonna say that. the smells mm. Mm. so the way it works at the moment is they've got uh they've got capsules so they've got their aromatherapy selection and they've got their signature fragrance selection mm. so aromatherapy uh, they break it down into different groups so they've got sleepy sheepy yoga and med- meditation romantic love stay focused so, for instance, stay focused, basil, lime, rosemary, sweet orange. Just like that. The smells of focus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Bye-bye stress. Give me give me a smell from bye-bye stress. Bubblegum or something. Lavender. Yep, lavender. 
Yeah, lavender, peppermint, lemon, rosewood. Um, da, 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 da. Let me see if I can find profound and graceful fragrance. <laughs> Any thoughts? Um, I don't think I've ever described a fragrance fragrance as profound. No. If I was doing, I'd probably be at like a farmyard or something. Profound and graceful fra- fragrance. Where else are you going to find frankincense? Yeah. I see. Okay. Uh, also basil, rosewood, and clary sage. So that's their uh, their aromatherapy selection, but then you've also got the um, signature fragrance, including things like um, a lazy afternoon at a cafe, which mm-hmm. has... Um, now these are Coffee. more, yeah, <laughs> yeah. These are more in, in t- for, like, up for interpretation. Some of these. So you've got white, white smoke afternoon. Oh, come on, nutmeg espresso or espresso. Sorry, so that'd be your coffee one, I suppose. Leather brown wood, like a leathery kind of smell, I suppose. And white musk. Elon's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good good things will happen. That's this group of four, which includes Afterglow Picnic, Iceland Poppy Spring, and uh, Spring Spring Bouquet Melon, and Iris Bloom Blossom. Bouquet? Are you saying bouquet? Oh, yeah. Hey, Whoa, I'll also, no, no, I, no, in fairness, it's not spelled right. A lot of these aren't spelled right. It's very much... Uh, a, a non-English Kickstarter, I think. But <clears throat> when Resident Evil 7 came out, <laughs> let me take you back a couple I of I know, years. with the VR headset. Yeah, thing, yeah, the VR headset. They also marketed alongside it a candle. Yeah. That is, I, I think they called it blood candle or something like that. I don't know if it actually smelled of blood, but the whole idea was you put on this candle, then while you're playing Resident Evil 7, with your VR headset on, you'd feel like you were really there. <laughs> and at the bottom of the candle was the key to the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, what if you had some kind of AROM Bluetooth-enabled or wireless-enabled device that you could pair with your TV or your your PlayStation and, yeah, it'd do that kind of dynamic fragrance thing. Mm. What what are cinemas going to do when you start bringing these 4DX features into your home? It's <laughs> just a matter of time. Cinemas are dying format. Just No, it's all about Aron now. It's all about bringing this stuff into the home. The way it works is you kind of, you seat your little, your little scent pods and then they've all got little fans underneath them. And the fans oscillate at different speeds depending on how much of that scent you want in the mix so you could you could kind of you know tailor this on the fly the only problem is the place where i think it would fall down if you were to try and use it for films or tv is often you know you're going from scene to scene quite snappily you don't really have time for the scent to get from the box on your coffee table all the way to your nostrils you know (laughs) who's got the time for that (laughs) i've got places to be i rob yeah uh, don't know if it's going to hit its goal. We've got a £4,661 pledged of 7732 goal. So, you know, could happen. But there's only 18 days left, and usually these things kind of run out of steam fairly fast. You need, uh, what is it, 119 
dollars, so nine, about ninety two pounds is the the level of pledge that would start getting you the actual product. Mm-hmm. Um, and for one Aron box or Arom box, maybe, and one cent capsule set of four capsules. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much these things are going to be. Yeah, that's or the, where the you other get thing them as well. Where do how... you buy them, and how much are they, and how quickly do they run out? Yeah. I guess I don't really know anything about how these things work, but mm. a little a little canister that has a fan underneath it, yeah, seems like the sort of thing that if all it's doing is blowing a scent out, wouldn't that scent just kind of like evaporate over time anyway? Mm. Thanks, yeah. But it lights up and looks good. You can change the colors on it through the app, and as they say, you can share your smells. So if you come up with like the ultimate smell. You can get it, get it shared. So it's a, you know, good idea. There was another Kickstarter I read about recently. It was uh, one of those suitcases, you know, where it's kind of controlled by an app. Mm. So you can, I guess it could follow you or you can track it and things like that. But they basically had to render the app or the whole product inert because a load of airlines said you can't have a suitcase that has a non-removable battery in it. <laughs> and this thing didn't have you couldn't take the battery out so they just had to come out and say sorry everyone the dream's dead yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna work anymore wow yeah but that's the risk you take that's kickstarters <laughs> who knows right i'm done should we oh. wrap up yeah yeah right. all right if anyone wants to send an email in then please do you can reach us at podcast at unravelingtechnology.co.uk or find us on twitter at unraveling tech we've got the blog as well which is unraveling.technology And if you haven't already, leave us a review on iTunes and we will be back at some point. (laughs) For me, Joe, David and Adam, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.